2: All right, Mike Hack here at the UFCX here in Las Vegas, and you all know this man sitting to my right, (laughs) Kevin Holland. It's been a long time, my man, since you and I have had the chance to talk. Yeah. I remember when you were just coming up in the UFC and we were doing these interviews and now all the time. look at look at the gold, look at the glass. I mean, yeah. you're, you're just crushing the game right now. How does it all feel all these years later?
3: Uh, you know, it feels good. I, I still feel the same. I just feel like I got a little extra ching in the banking account, and a couple extra cars to drive, you know what I mean? So life's good, life's good. Can't complain, I'm down a weight class, it means I'm a little bit skinnier, but I'm still sexy, baby. I'm still sexy. <laughs>
2: Are you enjoying the new weight class? Because you said, one thing you said to me a few, couple of years back that I always remembered is, I want to go to 170, not because I have to, but because it'll give me some more discipline. You feel like that would change your game altogether. That's, do you feel that's like exactly you've
3: accomplished what's happened. that? That's exactly what's happened. You know, having to be at 170 means I have to put in the cardio a little bit more. Uh, it also means that I got to eat healthier. It also means that I might sleep a little bit more. I have to do heat retention. This and this, that, and this and the third. You know what I mean? And all these things put together, just makes for a better Kevin Holland. It makes for me to be an actual professional athlete instead of just being a guy who wants to just show up and scrap. So if I'm a better athlete, I'm not getting tired. I'm doing things better. I mean, overall, it's, it's good for the business. Tim Means Performance, is that the best of your career? I mean, I don't know. I mean, people say that. I still got taken down that fight. There's been fights where I've never gotten taken down. You know, there's been fights where I've done things amazingly. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good, though, because he's a vet. Nobody. I don't think I've ever fought anybody with more fights than him. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, too.
2: You've actually gotten the attention of Wonderboy Thompson recently. did did, did some interviews, asked about some different opponents, and he mentioned two names, Machal and yourself. So you got the man's attention. I feel like that's a fight a lot of people would like to see. Your thoughts on that? Is that something you would be interested in?
3: Yeah, I would love a a Wonderboy fight. You know, I seen him earlier and uh, he was like, you young guys. And I was like, 29 years old, I ain't that young. You know what I mean? So uh, I think I'm the oldest out of all the young guys coming up. So I think I make the most sense. Not just for, uh, for uh, Wonder Boy, but for any of these guys. Like I said, I could be a good first fight, I could be a good last fight. There's holes in my game. I'm still looking to improve. Take my time improving. improve
2: by putting holes in people's face. Do you feel like 170 has gotten itself back into a really superior place? Like for a long time, the division was really interesting. We saw a lot of title defenses, the Robbie Lawler days. Then we saw Usman kind of take over. There's still some big fights, but I feel like the insertion of yourself Guys like Shamayev, guys like Shafkot, Rachmanov. I feel like the division is starting to turn Sean the corner Brady. and look different. Brady as well, yep. Did yeah. Daniel Rodriguez, another guy? Ian Heiner. I mean, Ian, uh, not Ian Heiner. Ian uh, Gary. Ian Gary, he's undefeated. A lot of excitement at
3: 170 yeah, right now. I feel like we're wrong. turning the page
2: a little bit. Do you feel yeah. the same?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I left 85 and that got a little boring and now 70's fun. Yeah, I might just need to stay at both.
2: You're going to bounce around? I got to bounce around. Yeah, I Mick. feel like you're not fighting as much as you would like. Mick?
3: I need 285 fights this year. I only need one more 170. I need 285 fights. Give me Chris Curtis. Give me Strickland after Curtis. I'll take him. All right, all right. That's Why my call those outs. two guys in particular? It makes sense. They're buddies. It makes sense. Getting one's head, getting the other's head. It's all bread. You know what I mean? So you knock down one, you try to knock down the other. You want yeah, to take out two at a time. Why not? It makes sense. All right. And when do you sense. want to come back? I. I if it's 85, we can do it this weekend, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if it's 70, you know, August sounds great. August sounds fantastic. August sounds wonderful. Hell, I think is ready to fight now. I think he just got done being married, so he's ready to fight. So we can do Kiesa if Warner Boy doesn't want to do it.
2: Yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, last thing, since you've been in Vegas, every time you end up traveling to a place, it seems like every month you're doing some heroic deed. Anything happened in Vegas that you've had to thwart thus far? No, I've been inside.
3: I've been inside. Been inside. I ain't been outside, I've been inside. So, trying to stay inside, trying to stay out of the way, trying to stay away from crime, trying to stay away from that type of time, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I mean, how many how many crimes can you thwart, Kevin? I mean, you honestly, Honestly, numbers. I mean,
3: it's, it's what you guys know, you know what I mean? It's what actually gets out to the media. You guys don't, don't know half the shit that I do, you know what I mean, if you think about it, you know what I mean? You know what they call Fort Worth? Fort Worth? We don't you know what they call it? you know what the nickname for Fort Worth is? No. You know? No. No? What is it? It's called
2: Murder Worth it is yeah i've been there didn't i'm surprised to hear that yeah yeah what part did you go to i went to like the stockyards yeah uh, i've been to billy bob's yeah you're the
3: stockyards <laughs> and billy bob yeah i mean they're nice places you but know not what I mean?
2: but that's not yeah even look, like 7th
3: street used to be nice and now it's going to a shithole that you go to deep elm dallas dallas is deep elm yeah. every time you go to dallas there's always a shootout on dallas you know what i mean there's been more shootouts on 7th street than there's been this year than there's been in the past five years this year combined i don't know what the hell's going on something in the air. Maybe because people are back outside. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's wild where I live. You know what I mean? I, I could give you a story right now. Probably make you tear up. Well, I mean, we're here. Come no, on. there's no reason to. Because I do this, you guys always say, oh, he's doing it for the media. No. no I mean, you- It's just life. And you guys are all living this beautiful life. And I need to move. I moved to a nicer neighborhood, and I still deal with shit. You know what I mean? So maybe I need to move to the woods with Ben Askren.
2: <laughs> yeah, get up to the mountains, man. Yeah. You know, i wake up a little bit. Then you can stay inside. You don't have to really thwart yeah. anything. Then just I might start hearing games. about
3: tigers and bears eating people, you know. So it's always going to be something wherever I'm at. I live an interesting life.
2: So this story that you're not gonna tell me, never is gonna it, tell you guys. Is it the is it the best story of all? Of all the stories we've heard, this is this the one?
3: No, I don't think none of them are good. I think all of them are horrific. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, the guy who stole somebody's car. If it was your car, you wouldn't like the story at all, especially since the car got totaled. Yeah. Uh, and then the the person they totaled the cars got the guys the car into was somebody's work vehicle, so I don't think either people like that one. Uh, if you were at a sushi bar eating with your family and somebody came in there open fire i don't think you would like that either you know it might give you ptsd for going out to eat so think about the people in the bar uh, if you've seen an 18-wheeler flipped over which you probably have before you probably seen cars on the side of the road crash and stuff like that you probably you just keep going right like yeah. uh, somebody's gonna come get them they'll be okay no i just so happen to pull over you know what i mean but if that was your buddy that was pulled over in the 18-wheeler and if something happened to the 18-wheeler nobody got him out you'd be like damn what the hell yeah. so everybody's like oh you're super. oh you're this or, it sounds fun until you think about the people in those situations, and it's not so fun. You're just
2: being a human being
3: and doing yeah, the right thing. Yeah, doing the right thing. So I mean, it'd be nice if people were like, man, I'm proud of you for doing the right thing, instead of people being like, oh, it's superhero skits. So it's kind of like, damn, it's pretty fucked up to the people who are in those situations, you know? Everybody in that bar that night got PTSD from that shooting. You know, my uncle, he don't even like. He's like, we go places now. He's, if he he's licensed to arm, if he ain't got his thing with him, he's backs against the wall. He's looking around. I see it, bro. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, not everybody deals with things the same way,
2: so. Well, we're going to change the narrative right now, Kevin, okay? That'd be nice. We're not talking about superhero. I'm proud of you for being a good human being and thanks, doing bro. the right thing, Kevin. Thanks, thanks. And that's all that matters. Thanks. Hopefully, this is the trend we need to be setting right now, okay? Yeah. Not superhero, doing the right thing. So, yeah. if something happens, you see a, a truck flipped over or anything like that, get out the car and help. No, you keep going. You? Keep going. Do what you normally do.
3: I don't want you guys to get hurt trying to do what I do. <laughs> 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 Well, I'm being honest. <laughs> well, listen. Enjoy the
2: enjoy the time. Enjoy the time inside. Enjoy the rest of the fight week, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll see you back in August. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you in the Octagon on Saturday if uh, if, if crazy things happen. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kevin. Thank you, brother. I'm here with Mr. Glover Teixeira. Busy weekend for you, my man. Of course, Alex Pejeda got a big fight coming up tomorrow against Sean Strickland. I mean, reunion of Kevin yeah, Holland and yeah, Glover yeah. Teixeira here. But talk about just. Looking at things, you just had a huge fight with Yuri Prohashka, one of the most memorable fights we've seen for a championship in a long time. Now Alex is getting ready to fight Sean Strickland. Talk about how you're able to shift focus so quickly.
4: We, we you know, we train uh, together for the fights. You know, like uh, we spar a lot, we train a lot, grappling. We do all the training together. Uh, two weeks, I went two weeks ago, went to Singapore to train to uh, to fight there. then I come back, I just. Keep my eyes on Alex, man. We're good friends and uh, it's people say that a lot to me. Kind of like they give me a lot of credit by for to come back because I was back in the gym a uh, Wednesday after the fight. And uh, But it, it's something that I love to do it. You know, it's for me, it's fun. It's like a hobby. People ask me what's my hobby. I'm like that, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For the people who say that maybe it's too soon for Alex to have fights like this, maybe it's too soon for him to challenge for the title. What do you say to those people? Because he's fighting a guy in Sean Strickland who's had a great streak, and if he wins that fight, merit alone, and on top of the storyline, if he gets Izzy, it's there. It's certainly deserved. Some people say he hasn't earned it. Maybe he deserves it. What are your thoughts, what do you say to those people who feel like maybe this is too quick of a push for him?
4: Uh, it's I don't know, man. Who what, what those people? You know, like uh, they uh, uh, didn't like uh, Wow, well, Jerry. You, you just find a guy for like that. Too. and he was uh, a tough as can be. You know, uh, you know I was, I was, I was winning him in the fight, but he was a tough as can be, and he got back and uh, and he win the fight. The the thing is like you gotta tell me, Alex is not ready. To fight uh, with Adesanya, the guy that you tell me those people tell you that Alex is now ready to fight Adesanya, fight for the title. The champion is Adesanya. The guy that he beat twice. You know what I mean? So he's not ready for him. I, I don't know. I don't understand. You know, uh, the guy is ready. Man, he's proving. He's gonna go against Strickland right now. Strickland is no joke. You know. I see this guy. I believe that Strickland uh, could be a harder test than Adesanya, you know? You think Strickland is? For Alex. How so? Just, you know, just the way uh, Strickland is no joke, man. Because he's not a champion, but uh, he just have a volume of fight, you know? And uh, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. uh, Adesanya is just going to, he's not going to, like I say, again, uh, we got to wait and see, could, could have more because uh, Strickland is the guy that's probably going to pressure. He's going to pressure more than other side for sure. Could be better for Alex, could be worse, who knows? You know, I'm just saying that, looking Strickland and not the sign for Alex right now. I say... Ah, we, we're confident we're going to pass both, but uh, I say that... Uh, Strickland is tougher than Adesanya. I think it's Strickland can beat Adesanya.
2: I was just going to say, if Strickland two, if if you Yeah, and I think fight,
4: can beat that yeah. I think so, you know, so. Uh, I think style make fights, you know. I think Adesanya is going to beat uh, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Karnier, you know, and um, getting an Alex beating uh, Strickland, they're going to fight. It's going to be big. For, for fight, right? Big for sale, big promotion. But uh fighting wise, I just think Strickland is a it's a fighter, man. It's a, it's a difficult fighter. it's no joke.
2: I mean Alex and Sean have stolen the show this week. A lot of focus on this fight now. Not just because of just the matchup itself and what it could mean, but Sean was so over at the press conference, but just looking at numbers and most of the, the interest on this card, even though there's two title fights, is on this fight. So it's a massive one at 185 pounds. Last night, Glover, as we, were, we sit here, it was the UFC Hall of Fame, and we saw Habib go in. We saw DC go in. And for the fight that went in, we saw Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi get enshrined into the Hall of Fame. You gotta believe that in the next five years, your fight with Yuri Prokhorov is going in the Hall of Fame. How could it not? What a classic that was!
4: Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, yeah, man, that was a beautiful fight. I, I remember watching that fight with uh, Cops once. As soon as you talk about it, it's like I, I saw Cobb Swanson yesterday in the in hotel, and uh, as soon as you talk about it, you remember the fight. You never forget those fights. You know, it's like oh, I remember where I watched the fight. now, was <laughs> in this place? And you know, also, yeah. Uh, you know, hope so. I, I mean, for me, it's like uh, I, I'm just doing things. You know, I'm just fighting, having, having a great time. You know what I mean?
2: Is the re- true, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that you're going to get the rematch?
4: Yeah. I'm confident. You know, I hope I get the rematch. You know, the way I fought, I think I deserve the rematch. You know? But uh, we see. You know, I'm confident. I'm confident that... Uh, It's hard to say. I say 10, you know? Let's get it, man. I don't think about anything else. I think this fight should happen for everybody, for the fans, for, like I say, no one is gonna talk shit about that fight. If they they say the rematch is on, I don't think anyone is going to say, ah, man, really, you know? Except the maybe Arno, you know, Anthony Smith or some guy.
2: Maybe, but who knows? That fight's amazing. Last thing, talking about coaching, the hobby, getting back at the gym as fast as possible. Even after you won the title, you were back at the gym as fast as possible. You are cornering fighters at amateur fight shows not long after becoming the light heavyweight champion of the world. So curious how things are going over at the gym right now. Any standout amateur fighters really standing out to you because you guys are busy all over the New England scene with these fights. Ammo, cage titans, CES, other other promotions and such. What has it been like just seeing these young guys trying to make their way up to where you and Alex are right now?
4: Like I say, uh, I love this, you know, and I enjoy this, and sometimes I want to be, um, to do other things and kind of get stuck a little bit, guy fighting here and there, but uh, you think of the big big picture, the big picture, you put the work now and the success comes later, you know what I mean, and uh, right now we're just planting the seeds, we're just watering the little seeds in there and see See what's next, you know. There
2: you go. From one New Englander to another, it's an honor to talk to you, Glover. Thank you very thank much you, for the you. time. Hope thank you get you. the rematch, man. Sitting beside a Vegas legend.
5: Yay. Carrot Top joining <laughs> yeah. How us are you, buddy?
2: at the UFC X-Fan Expo. People X-Fan. I are think you, it's sir? Reba.
5: It's not Reba. It's Carrot Top.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How are you, sir? Are you I'm enjoying good. yourself here at the Expo? I am. You know, I got a little bit into it when I
5: when I, when, the, when this whole thing moved to Vegas. kind of like when the hockey team moved here with uh, the Golden Knights. I really, really got into uh, more into hockey because it was so in front of me, and same with the UFC when they were their headquarters here. I got to meet you know Dana White and and uh, everybody, and so it's it's cool. It's a really it's an amazing sport it really just is is it's huge. It takes off, you know what I mean? And so many people that love it, and uh, it's fun to watch.
2: What's your favorite thing about watching the UFC and just being a part of these events? Well, the fact that
5: it's so brutally real. Like you know, when I was a kid growing up, they always said wrestling's fake. You know, and it was like. Hulk Hogan those days and uh, and uh, they would say it was fake and you watch it and you see how they, you know, they did the little moves and it's kind of fake. This is not fake, this is like the real deal. So it's, it's really fun to watch the uh, the the action and you can you can hear it, you can hear them get hit, so it's it's uh, it's intense. And the guys are are all like in better shape than any of the other one. You mean like there's no fat UFC guys. They're 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 huge. They're all ripped to shreds. And it's scary as hell. I'm, thank God I'm, I'm a comedian, not a wrestler. <laughs> I uh, feel the same way covering yeah. this sport.
2: I'm glad I'm on this yeah, side. Yeah, of the camera, yeah, not absolutely. Doing what you're yeah. Absolutely. In yeah. the octagon. Are there any specific fighters that are just must-watch for you? I'm sure you just enjoy watching all I of don't it. Really have, the, yeah,
5: they're all they're all you know they're they're, they're all really good, and they're all different. In their styles in there, and 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 they all. You know, I like the ones that like this guy up here. He's, he's already he's up. He's already injured. He's already got a broken hand, and he's going to go up there and fight. Like it's crazy. Um, we've had some come to the show. It was pretty cool. And the um, who was the girl? Hey, who is the who is the girl that came to the the, the girl fighter? Uh, Misha Tate. Misha Tate came oh, there to our So that was really cool. And you, you, she comes backstage and says hi. And she's like the sweet. Beautiful girl, soft-spoken, and then you see her work, and you're like, "Oh my God!" Like, right? She's like so pretty, and then she goes out there and beats the crap out of the it. <laughs> champion. <laughs>
2: so world champion for sure. Yeah. So what have you? What have you been up to in Vegas? You still, you still yeah, doing, yeah, doing the darn the thing, we have a show
5: at ma'am? the Luxor every night. We have a show um, uh, every night for uh, six nights a week, except Sunday. And uh, we've been here 17 years. So it's been fun, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot a lot of things happen and change in the sound. It's great. And this is great, too. I mean, it brings so many people to, to Vegas. And uh, even, like, this weekend, people are just, packed. People all here to see fighters. And, yeah, it's great.
2: Is it surreal to keep continue to keep doing your love? Because a lot of people don't get to do that in life. We- yes, it
5: is. There's never a night goes by that I can't believe I'm still doing this after all these years, literally. Because I mean, you, know, you think about the day you started, like, literally, the first night you get up there and you try to tell something funny, and then you think it's been... You know, thirty-seven years. You're like, holy moly. So yeah, 1985, and I, and, and and you know, in 1985, I didn't think I was in a. I didn't think I'd even be able to do it, and I've well, alone this many years. So it's it's great. It's, it's great. This is really a good time where you kind of enjoy it too. You kind of soak it in and like, wow, this is really great.
2: And you're in the right place, Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah week I'm very and... lucky
5: to be in the exact best spot you could possibly be in for for entertainment comedy.
2: One last question. And yeah, I'll man. let you go, man. If there's one fighter, if, or not fighter, but if there's one person, if the UFC called you and said, hey, Carrot Top, we just want you to have one fight, you can pick it, whoever it is, past, present, or future, to get in there with. Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore? Yeah, Why?
5: Take, uh, we're just buds. It'd be fun to see us. It <laughs> <laughs> actually might be, <laughs> it'd probably be a good foot fight because he'd be like, Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> so it'll probably be fun I'd probably beat the crap out of him yeah, yeah. I think you'd I be think like so. a
2: minus 200 favorite in yeah, that fight Caratop, on this one. I would say maybe we'll see Carrot Top for Pauly Shore in an <laughs> yeah. octagon near you
0: I right. appreciate the time yeah man continued thanks, success buddy. Man. thank you you're thank really you. doing right the thanks I to all your fans it. watching cheers brother support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team
1: questions, including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G pod, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: UFCX here in Las Vegas, sitting beside Ryan Clark, how are you doing, man? I'm it's... good, man. This is uh, this is cool. This is my first
6: time ever coming to the Expo. Uh, got to see DC um, get inducted into the Hall of Fame last night, man. Did a, a, a show, our podcast, DC and RC, with him and Khabib. Uh, you know, two Hall of Famers uh, that made a career smashing people in the UFC and a guy that spent a lot of money watching them. And so yeah. I felt like it was the perfect show. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: going to say, because watching DC up there, you, obviously you're a broadcast partner in crime mm-hmm. right now. Obviously you got the shout-out. Yeah. But him admitting the towel thing what a story best best part of the night best part of that
6: even before when he started to say he's going to be totally transparent i just expected him to cry again because he's always crying you know and so like that's what i thought and to admit that one the whole world knew like it's not like we didn't see the towel totally bend down the guy went from 206 to 203 right (laughs) like we know you cheated uh but the fact that he admitted it and admitted it on that stage man was super cool
2: yeah, I thought I thought it was a fantastic job. Were you disappointed Habib didn't join you in DC in in, in some dancing during
6: yes. that post fight show? I was, but I wasn't gonna fight him about it, <laughs> right? So I was like, oh well, if Habib doesn't want to dance, then it is what it is.
2: Yeah, completely agree with you. That's a smart move on your part. Obviously, on Saturday, two huge title fights, yep. Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. This has been my theme to a lot of the people I've talked to about the fight. I feel like Jared Cannonier is not getting enough respect heading into this fight. No, he's
6: not. Listen, anytime you get an opportunity to be in this position, you deserve respect. Uh, whether it's Robert Whitaker, whether it's Kelvin Gastelum, whether it's Paulo Costa, to get to this opportunity to fight for the championship against Israel Adesanya means you're a bad dude. He's coming off of a total, not even, like, demolishing of uh, Brunson just really crushed him, right? In, In a fight that was the number one contender fight for the next fight, to finish that fight in the manner that he did, and now have an opportunity to fight Izzy, shows what type of fighter this man was. And we sometimes forget, Duke fought heavyweight, right? So to be in the 185 in the middleweight championship is a testament to his hard work, how great of a fighter he is, and I'm excited to see what he can do in the main
2: event. And you being a guy who has been part of many incredible athletic battles over the years, some rivalries, from competitive some more personal, yeah. I think we got a little bit of both. We got a happy medium in the Coleman event between Alexander Volkanovski, yeah. Max Holloway showing up this week, all sorts of fired up. He's got a different fire in his belly. Yeah. And the last time we saw Max Holloway this fired up, was after he heard Calvin Cater yeah. call him a freshman yeah. when Calvin thought he was the senior. And we yeah, saw the, the performance. was the varsity. Saw, yeah, we saw the performance that Max Holloway had that night. This fight rules. I don't care that Volkanovski's beaten him twice. I'm ready to see it again. Your thoughts on this rivalry? This is
6: Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, two years when we went to the Super Bowl. We played that team three times. All three times it was extremely competitive. All three times both teams thought that they could win. It's the same thing with Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. The other piece of it is neither of these guys are scared. They both understand who their opponent is, and they both come into this fight believing that they're the best fighter at 145 in the entire world. And truly, when you watch them fight other people, you really see it. Right? Whether it's Yair Rodriguez, whether it's Brian Ortega, the Korean Zombie, no matter who it is, they totally destroy the other fighter. So this is the only fight to make for the championship, and I think we're going to get another classic.
2: Yeah, I love this fight. I feel like I spoke with John Anthony the other day. He feels like we're going to see a fourth, maybe a fifth. Yeah. Finality probably won't be completed I can't wait. On Saturday. I can't wait, I can't wait to either. Get that. Last thing, I have to ask you this because you're standing right in front of me you're kind of knew it like you're you've been an mma guy for a while yeah. but now you and dc doing the show yep. get your feet under you have you noticed a backlash like you got after the chris brown michael jackson comments because no there's never been there's
6: never been any backlash as harsh as that one <laughs> was um even when i started mma and everybody mma and everybody hated me it wasn't that bad you know and it was so crazy man i do a podcast called the pivot We were about to do an interview with The Breakfast Club, and I'm talking to Channing Crowder about how talented I think Chris Brown is. And I just said, kind of in conversation, I was like, Chris Brown's probably more talented than Michael Jackson, just gift for gift. And he goes crazy. He's cussing me out. And I was like, if this can elicit that type of response from him, I should probably tweet this and see if anybody, (laughs) like, backs me. Well, out of the million people that have responded, two of them backed me, so at least I'm not alone.
2: Hey, well you got you. got somebody with you. It's, it's, it's with a small island, but so, it's an island nonetheless. So the
6: R&B singer Tank agrees with me, and he just started an R&B podcast, so I think I'm going to join him so I can have one ally. <laughs> That's
2: a good way to look at it. Ryan, Come I appreciate man. the time, man. Enjoy the rest of the fight week. And, uh, enjoy the fights on Thank Saturday. Thank you so much.
7: Jens the Pulver. I, the braces aren't hiding it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Jens
2: Pulver, how are you? How are you I'm enjoying good. this experience here? Uh,
7: I love it. I'm, I'm having a blast, as always. I just... I just can't believe how big it is, you know what I mean? Every year I'm like, wow, it's big, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But this year, to be able to be a part of this, as far as I'm over there going to commentate the fights with Nick Merckx and Tim the Tapman, So because I'm part of Twitch.tv slash UFC, i am going over there commentating the UFC video game. So I'm excited, I'm really excited.
2: 10 years ago, if someone told you, you'd be here doing a lot of the Twitch stuff with the UFC, seeing how the world has changed on that end, and you would be one of the faces of it, would you believe me?
7: Yes, because then I would have never have stopped because I'm still world famous for one thing, grinding Grand Marshal when Matt Hughes was getting ready to fight Hoist Gracie, and I and I couldn't, and I, I didn't go. And he's like, what? He asked me last minute, he goes, hey, are you gonna go to the fights? You gonna come to the fights? I'm like, I've been grinding for the last two months. I go, I can't do it. And uh, I was like, no can do. So I couldn't go to the fight, but I've always, I used to play on the TWO letters back in the day in Silent Warriors. So I've always been a gaming fan, but I never thought that somehow I'd be able to find that perfect melding, so to speak. But I always tell people when I now that I do this, twitch.tv slash UFC, I'm interviewing people, I'm watching fights, I'm breaking it down. It's like a gym. You know what I mean? I get to be a coach. We got a former UFC world champion, passing on knowledge. And now we're gonna start playing video games and somehow I just put it all together. So, no, I can't believe I actually ten years, you know, ten years ago, I'd have laughed in your face and said, no way.
2: It's just such a crazy thing to to see the path you've taken to get to this point it's oh. it's almost very, like you seem so happy I can't even begin to this broadcast you're loose as a goose I
7: can't even begin to tell you how much like, it's to say I'm in heaven it would be an understatement in that aspect I I love what I'm doing I love this stream I love having guests come on on Saturdays doing the watch along I got Adrian Yanez coming on with me this Saturday we'll be doing the watch along for the UFC pay-per-view and it's just I always assume everybody's watching on the radio, so I got to talk, 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 and and I have a blast doing it. But then I'm watching fights of fighters fighting in Saturday's fights. We break them down and then have interviews. It's like I came through the back door and created my own ESPN-ish type show, and I still got the UFC banner to do it, so Twitch was the perfect platform.
2: Well, I'm glad you're here, Jets, because last night we had the UFC Hall of Fame, yeah. and I couldn't help but notice that you were not walking that red carpet yeah. when you very well deserved to be walking down that red carpet. What is this like for you? Because I know how hard you fought to get in there. The fans, it's been pretty much universal that you deserve to be in there. As another Hall of Fame ceremony goes by, what is that like for you?
7: I let it go. I, You know, it always gets brought up, and here's the only thing I can tell everybody is thank you. Thank you so much for just the thought. It it means the world to me, you know, and it really does. And I don't think it'll, I don't know if it'll ever happen. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's okay. You know, it's, but the fact that I'm still relevant in people's minds when they say, where is he? Why is he not in here? Thank you so much. It means the world to me. And you know, it's, I guess, I don't know. Whatever I did, didn't do, I don't know. But I don't know, you know, but I love where I'm at. Like I said, I love doing the stream. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's nothing I can do.
2: I was going to say, does it does it almost, in a way, feel like you are a Hall of Famer? Like, I think in everyone's hearts and minds, they feel like you are. But you may not have the trophy on the mantle, but considering the position you are at in life right now, considering that you, it's a universal opinion that you should be in the Hall of Fame, Bro, is there a kind small of like, part well, of yeah, you?
7: it's like what my wife said. You know, it's like anything else. If you have to tell everybody you're a badass, Obviously you're probably not but when other people are doing it for you and that's that fine line I walk in is I don't sit there and go. I should be I don't even like to retweet That you know, like when people post like on Instagram right now, everybody you know, just over Hall, Hall of Fame I don't even like to retweet it because I feel like I'm I'm self promoting and I, I want to avoid that But when it's other people doing it again, it's humbling and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, but that's what I I want that fine line I don't you'll never see me go where am i you know I should be I'll I'll never ever ever do that but again I appreciate everybody but I really love what I'm doing the platform I'm on on Twitch with the UFC I'm in heaven so if it happens it's icing on the cake if it doesn't you know when I did this it was only legal in three states there wasn't even the weight class so I'm pretty happy I got to become little evil the way I am
2: twitch.tv/ufc slash slash UFC. you can catch this man on Monday,
7: along. Wednesday, Friday on Mondays we're recapping the fights on Saturday that we watched Wednesday we do a WEC and then we usually people with channel points can go ahead and they can pick the fights we watch Friday we're watching fights of fighters fighting in Saturday's fights saturday we're going to do we do the watch-alongs but all at 6 p.m eastern twitch.tv slash ufc it's a blast
2: a role he was born to be a
7: part of mm-hmm. Jens uh, Polar, mandatory. everybody mandatory. thank you man.
2: I'm mike heck here for MMAfighting.com in las vegas live at the UFC X fan expo and i'm sure a fighter who has a lot of fans it continues to show after his victory over tony kelly the one the only Adrian Yanez, kind enough to join us. Adrian, how are you enjoying the experience thus far? Man, I- I'm enjoying every single part of it, man.
8: Just seeing like the, because uh, I used to come to the expos. Like I used to come to the expos and just be like, fam- I used to be one of these people just walking around and, like, being so excited whenever I saw, like, a favorite fighter of mine. Like, I, dude, I still got uh, Sam Stout's, like, uh, his the Hands of Stone signature from him and all that stuff. Dwayne Ludwig's, like, posters, like, that he signed. Like, yeah, no. Nah, so I'm like, honestly, this is a surreal experience for me because I never thought I'd be, like, in the position I am today. Like, and just, like, being the other guy. I'm the fighter that everybody wants to take a picture with. So I'm fucking
2: ecstatic. I'm, like, right here just, like, living, living life right now, man. And you have so yeah. much momentum right now after the win over Tony Kelly. I have to ask you about this because the fight went exactly the way you you predicted it would go, that you would get him out of there early, that things he said prior to the fight weren't going to get to you. But the talk has continued after the fight, Adrian. Tony said, you don't want him in a rematch. You want nothing to do with it. He's saying it was a bad weight cut. I'm curious to get your thoughts on on the talk after I know you've responded to yeah. some things but it just continues to, to keep piling on it looks like I I,
8: like I don't really even like the like the bad way cut at all because I'm like bro I cut from 64 in five weeks like from five weeks. To to 35, I was like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that as an excuse. It's, it's a bullshit excuse. Uh, you see people like Jermaine cutting from 68 all the way down to 35. I was like no, nah, I don't want to hear that excuse. Cause we all go through this as fighters. So I was like, man, I don't want to hear that. Like you knew, like you know, all the way around. Like if you're a professional fighter, you gotta be. You already know that cutting weight is a part of this. And if you, and it, honestly, if you would have came, if they would have came to me and been like, hey, he's gonna have a tough cut. Would you do it at 40? I'd be like, yeah, 100%. I would have done it at 40. Because I, because even me being like man like it was a tough cut all the way down I would have been like yeah 40 would have been fine for me but it is what it is we kept it at 35 and like I made Wade like a professional but uh, even after he was still calling me out still saying I wouldn't take a rematch with him trying to bet half his purse and I'm like trying to bet me trying to be like I won't bet half my purse and I, he'll put in half his purse but I was like I already took 20 percent I know what you get like <laughs> it's not a lot. Please, please you're not it's not even worth it so I was like but I would 100% take that rematch just because how much I don't like the guy.
2: Oh, so you feel like so if the MC called you right now and say you want to fight him again, yeah, there's yeah. no
8: no. 100%. I'd do it. I'd do it at 45 just so the weight cut fucking uh, the weight cut option would be like, hey, no, don't. You're not using that excuse. If you use it again, he's just a you know.
2: <laughs> it could be an option for you, Adrian. I mean, listen, and now look, you you've caught the attention of a man that. Sean O'Malley. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you saw this, but I asked him at the at the media day about you because he mentioned like possible names that he could fight next, and I noticed that he didn't name you, but. He was very complimentary of your performance. He thought you did a fantastic job. He feels like it's a fight that could happen right now, but when we last spoke, you felt like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to fight you right now, but years down the line, this could be a tremendous rivalry at 135. How how do you feel about that? Like, Do you feel like this is something that could happen now, or do you think this is something that we're just gonna have to plant seeds and and grow this garden of of greatness in, in the fight sport? Oh, no, so for me, it makes
8: the complete sense in the world to take that fight right now, just because, Sean O'Malley, you knock out Sean O'Malley, you get, like, it's almost like a rub. Like, and I'd be 100% honest. When he says, like, he's the most popular fighter in the division, he is not lying. Like, I, like, I will, I will give him credit on that. He is the most popular fighter in the division, even, even, like, uh, even with a good training partner of mine, like, uh, like a, a friend of mine in uh, Algermaine, he is more popular than Algermaine, more popular than Champ, more popular than Peter Young, more popular than the guys in the top five, you know, so as, as much as you want to be, like, he's like he's just a show guy but like he goes out there he puts ass in the seats and he's like that that guy right now so uh he also has a very fantastic fun fight style that fans love to watch and also i bring that so right now it'd be a great fight uh but if he if he goes out there and starts his munoz like how he says he wants to go out there and do he's not going to be looking back at, towards the guy who just got kicked out the top 15. you know umar took my 15 spot so i'm like i'm out the ranking so I don't think he would want to fight that that guy, especially if he's trying to make more money, you know, so taking a fight back. But for me, it makes all the sense in the world. So, yeah, they'd be like, hey, next fight, Sean O'Malley, do this, I'm like, like I'm signing
2: I'm signing that deal real quick. What if they put two contracts in front of you, hey. Sean O'Malley, Tony Kelly, what are you signing first? Oh,
8: man, there, there, there's one that's for business and one that's personal. Man, I don't know. That's a hard. It's that's a hard decision. That's a hard decision because I know even if I beat Tony Kelly again That fight with Sean O'Malley is still gonna be there Like, because I go out there. I start Tony Kelly I'm just gonna pump up that that uh, that sugar Sean fight a little bit more Especially if he fight somebody else too But if he stays stagnant and he kind of like lets to see how the division goes and I were to fight fight Tony Kelly again It just makes all the sense in the world for me to fight fight Sean, but hey, I don't know. That's a hard one to pick. That's a really hard one to pick because it's more—it's more like one's business, one's personal. I want I want to end the beef, but like not even end the beef. I just want to put a,
2: like a bigger stamp on it. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably go with Sean. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you? And last question for me. Do you think Sean does go out there and, and do what he thinks he's going to do and just run over Pedro's a tough opponent. He's a tough opponent. This is a great test. I think Pedro brings some unique style to him, I and mean, plus he's a wily veteran. He's probably seen Sean many of time probably knows the ins and outs and everything about Sean O'Malley to this point Especially with that team and he's got behind him. Do you think Sean gets it done? Or do you think Pedro Munoz can can surprise some people here man? I I, it's
8: one of those fights for me that it's a tough test It's a it's a it's a test for the both of them Uh, Sean O'Malley This is the the toughest test he's faced Uh, Of course his resume in the past like he he has he has fights where like guys are kind of on on the way out Pedro Munoz Everybody's been counting him out and saying that he is on the way out because he's kind of like, I think he's like one in one in one in three in his last four. So it is like kind of like uh, it is kind of one of those where like everybody's counting Munoz out. But if you watch his fights, he's never he's not the guy that's been out. He hasn't been getting knocked out like Eddie Wineland or or like Thomas Almeida. So it's like one of those that's like he's a he has a he has a tough granite chin that Sean O'Malley has to do the most to try to crack it. But then you got Pedro Munoz, who's just slick. He's, he's slick. And he's also got those calf kicks. He, all, he has power behind his hands. So Sean O'Malley has his hands full. And if he doesn't respect that out of uh, out of Pedro, he's going to get knocked out. But also, Sean O'Malley has that. he like You can say what you want about him. But when he gets in there, he's laser focused. He's laser focused every single time. So I don't think he's going to take Pedro, Pedro for granted. So I do think he actually I think he gets a three-round decision uh, if he finishes him, I'm gonna be super impressed
2: There you go the breakdown from one of the top prospects in this division Adrian Yana is looking for a big fight and who knows if Sean O'Malley wins, maybe we get it Maybe
8: we get it. Yeah, maybe we get it man. I'm hey, I would hope so it makes my paycheck a lot bigger <laughs> there you go. Adrian enjoy the rest of the
2: week and enjoy the fights yeah, on Saturday thank you, man. So much. The action man joins me Chris Curtis coming off of a hard-fought pretty win yeah. Overhead off of Vienna. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm feeling great, man. I'd Be a lot less happy had I lost. So yeah, I'm feeling great right now. Yeah. You stuffed like 487 takedowns in one fight, man. Dude,
9: this is a like, 20 for 20. I, no one was more shocked than me. I did not think he'd ever shoot that much. And like, I thought he had like four in him before he broke mentally. Then like at takedown number 14, I was like, I don't think he's gonna quit. I think he's gonna keep shooting. I was like, uh, oh, not the uh, fight we planned for, but hey,
2: you know, hats off to him. Were you surprised by that because you figure... Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I thought I thought he had
9: four, maybe five in him that he'd break mentally and gas. And then, like I said, maybe we're on take time number 14. I'm like, holy shit, man. He's, uh, he's, he's not done. He's still here. So, you know, that, uh, that caught me off guard. But, hey, we didn't die. I didn't get strangled. And uh, it all worked out great.
2: Is there more value in winning like that as opposed to? I mean, listen, you have come out, you oh, have two. Oh fuck no! Big I finishes. wanted
9: my 50k. Like you know, all of my value was in that knockout that I didn't get. So like, makes it all for being like, you know, deciding to show was grit this fight. But uh, you know, I guess like, we shown some people that we can wrestle. We're better at wrestling. We worked on wrestling a lot. So I guess there's value in that. But I would have rather had 50k.
2: Were you at the press conference yesterday?
9: No, I was. At, I was in the gym, but I watched it. And Mike, oh my god. I almost felt bad for Izzy. Like, I'm watching it, and I know he can't hear me, but I'm trying to coach Izzy. Like, bro, I've known him for years. Don't engage him, because you're just feeding it to Like, the more you engage him, the worse it gets. Like, he's like a T-Rex. If you play dead and just stop moving, he'll lose interest but like you, you can't engage him he feeds on it. I felt, I've never seen Izzy look so uncomfortable I felt fucking terrible for him.
2: Yeah Sean, just seeing Sean, he's over man. He's over like we over. He got a huge, huge response from the press conference, from all the fans. Oh. He's even yelling at them and like calling them names calling them losers at certain points and they're still cheering him. They're like, I love this guy. Just know that like you all have
9: created this monster so when it gets out of hand and this inevitably explodes on all of your phases all of you created this like, this was I I've been in the background for years like guys don't feed into it You all created this monster. And I can't wait to see like when this inevitably goes just horribly wrong
2: How do you feel he matches up against Alex Begeta? Uh
9: I've been vocal and say man. Uh, I think this is a really dumb call on the UFC's part like it's a big gamble but I mean what does Prayer I have like five fights
2: in MMA, yeah.
9: You're gonna five fight M MMA fights for like a thirty fight veteran, like Jiu Jitsu Black Belt, like one of the hardest working guys in the sport. Like I think it's a bad, bad matchup. I think Sean can pretty much beat him anywhere. I think Sean can probably outpoint him if he wants to. I think Sean can take him down and strangle him or I think Sean just make him miserable for fifteen minutes. I think Sean can beat him pretty much everywhere he wants.
2: You are the action man. For a number of reasons as you've laid out but one of the reasons why people attach you to that name is how active you are you'd like to get in there and, and do your thing this one not a quick finish this one was a hard-fought battle you're stopping 20 takedowns it was, a, it was a grueling fight how quickly do you think you can get back in
9: uh i mean i have to fight today i'm trying to fight in august if they'll let me i was back in the gym on monday i've been back to my first full week of practice i didn't take any time off there's no vacations if they'll put me in, like, Utah, I'm down for that. If they got something at the end of July, I'm down for that. I want to go. I'm broke. Well, I'm not broke, but I spent too many years being broke to where I'm still afraid that I'm going to be broke. So I'm just trying to stack as much money as I can the fastest way possible. So if something happens in Utah or somebody needs to fight, like, I'm down, man. Like, I'm, I am trying to fight right now.
2: There's a couple of people who have called you out. One, you seemed a little stunned by, so I'm gonna get your reaction on that. One might be stunning to you, so I'll reveal that later, but Joaquin Buckley calls you out. Nobody
9: gives a fuck about Joaquin Buckley.
2: What did you think about that, though? It's weird,
9: but once again, I don't give a fuck about Joaquin Buckley, so. Why? I it just, just don't, like, he doesn't, he's a snake, man. He's a, he's a snake, he does snake shit, he's known for this. Uh, we extended a hand to him, and he also kind of spit in our face about it. So, like, that dude can die nameless. I don't need to go around following the Detroit Urban Survival Guide to get people to talk about me. Like, that's how he stays relevant, by doing dumb shit. You know, that's that's his thing. Cool. But, like, you know, he's, he's just, he's clout chasing. It's what he does. Disinterested.
2: And then earlier today, literally sitting in this chair, a young man who you may know, a guy who has fought at 85 for a while. He's had some success at 170. He said, Mick, Sean, I want two fights at 185 this year. First one against Chris Curtis. Second one against Sean Strickland. He thinks you're like Dominoes. If he knocks one down, he can knock down the other. Kevin Holland. Kevin
9: Holland's always butthurt about this. He's one of the most butt people I've ever met in my entire life. It's absolutely insane. But fuck him. Like whatever. Nobody's afraid of Kevin Holland. Fuck him too.
2: Why do you? Why do you feel that way though?
9: He's always butt hurt. He's always butthurt hurt about something. Like he's butthurt hurt about Sean. Because Sean, like, Sean punked him out in the P.I., made him, like, a bitch in front of everybody, and now he's mad at me about it. I was the one trying to keep the peace, but he's going to be mad at me. Like, don't be mad at me because Sean made you like a bitch. Like, go handle that your, go handle your own business. Don't drag me into it. I don't know why every, like, the same thing with Buckley. He's mad at Albert, so he's dragging me into it. Like, why do you all drag me into this shit? The
2: peacemaker. Like,
9: I am, like, bro, I am the neutral person, and, like, you all get have like, your weird shit, you drag me into it. Like, leave me the fuck out of it. Like, go play Batman in the streets and shit. Like, go do what you're doing, man. Get the fuck out of my face.
2: Last thing, Adesanya. think he beats Cannon Air. And if so, we're going to see Adesanya versus Strawn Strickland because people want to see that fight right now. People are all over it.
9: I am not even, like, worried about the fight itself. Can you imagine the press tour? Um, I like, yeah, like, I've been kind of pulling for Jared, but I kind of want to see the Sean versus Izzy press tour. It's, like, it's only a matter of time until Izzy stabs him to death. Right? <laughs> so, so, like, it's like, that's that's going to be the final conclusion. Izzy's going to stab, shot to death on camera, and like, we'll be like, all right, how do we get here? And then we'll have a fully documented like trail of just this ridiculousness. So I, I'm all for it. I, I, I kind of want the Izzy-Sean press tour.
2: Awesome, Chris! Congratulations on another oh, great thank win, you, man, man! Thank you.
9: Great to finally meet you in person.
2: Done I'm too glad, many Zoom yeah, interviews. Yeah,
9: we've done some of I'm, I'm glad the era of Zoom is coming to an end. It kind of sucks. Right. So yeah, I get to meet him in person. Like he's way more handsome in person than on camera. This is great. I yeah, got you, yeah. this is great. I got
2: thank you. you. Enjoy the rest of the week, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. I'm sitting with the man
10: who apparently is about to become a bobblehead. You're uh, right. Yeah, we got a bobblehead coming. Look at so this. Pretty cool. I think we have some. I'm not sure. I've been seeing a lot of little dolls of me lately. I need to get some for my kids. But the bobblehead is like collector's item, uh, custom-made, signature series, and I'm pretty pumped about it. When you got into the sport, did you think that one day you would become your own bobblehead? That was not what I was thinking about. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty cool, I guess, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So International Fight Week,
2: this is something that you've seen and been a part of, but it's been a couple of years since we've had events like this. We get all the fans out here to beat everybody. What has it been like sort of being back and kind
10: of normalcy and you're doing a whole bunch of different things right now i mean i'm just thankful that things are getting back to normal I, for me i tried to keep it as normal as possible throughout the whole scenario which is very difficult uh but to see the energy and the recognition and, and even these young fighters that have been in the ufc that have never seen this kind of thing it's really cool to see it all come to fruition and the, the state of the
2: bantamweight division right now it's on fire man we got Looks like we're going to get Sterling versus T.J. Dillashaw, which is a fight you would have put together if you were the matchmaker, because yeah. we discussed this. We got Jose Aldo fighting Merab Willie, Song Yudong, who I know you're very familiar with, getting ready to fight Corey Sandhagen. We got so many fun fights coming up. You just kind of looking at the landscape 135.
10: What is that like to see for you? Man, it's exciting. I mean, we're, we're looking at a bunch of killers all, you know, on their given day could be the best in the world. and. Uh, it means a lot for the division to be that stacked. I mean, it's always been a very stacked division. It's you know, how many You know champions are in the weight class even guys that were champions at 45s and even 55s with like a Frankie Edgar and um, You know, it's it's pretty wild to see uh, What a stacked division it is and how much popularity it has given how late it was to the game in, in the big scheme of the UFC Does it make the itch for you to fight again any? bigger at all you know it's funny a lot of times i uh i feel like i watch a fight and i'm like man i wish i was in there right now i i like gotta do it chomping at the bit and then other times i'm watching a fight and thinking thank god i'm not in there fighting right now so uh it, it ebbs and flows depending on the day and um on occasional you know if i've had caffeine or not I'm, you know sometimes i'm just like or i've had enough sleep you know when i'm feeling good i'm like I, i'm froggy i want to jump
2: so Megan O'Leavy said something to us yesterday that I wanted to get your thoughts on in particular. We were at the red carpet for the Hall of Fame, and she was asked who should be in the Hall of Fame that isn't, and she said that there should be a separate wing for the WEC legends, the ones who sort of paved the way, like yourself and Jose Aldo and and others, even Joseph Benavides, et cetera.
10: Do you think we should do that, a WEC wing in the UFC Hall of Fame? Um, that'd be cool. I mean, I, I obviously... Not many people know the actual history, but the W.C. was always under the UFC umbrella, and I feel like the UFC does take that into consideration. You know, uh, you know, people don't understand that I was almost 32 when they brought my weight class to the w- to the UFC officially, but I was always under the UFC umbrella with the W.C. fights, and I was the current champion of the world at 135 pounds. The only place to have that, so uh, absolutely, there's a case for it. Um, and I think that that UFC does keep that in mind. Same with with, with some of the other organizations that they've they've conquered and, and taken over throughout the years, like a uh, like a Pride type of type of you know history. They take that into consideration. Funny, I met Megan O'Leary at the very first uh, fan expo. Oh, really? She was working under I who she was working with, but she's just out of college, and that's where I met Megan. And uh, you know. History goes on, but it's wild to see it the where it is today. Yeah. WEC wing in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And part of International Fight Week, you and Cub
2: Swanson in the blue cage. In the WEC cage, man. Just one time, a cool.
10: little little, uh, little nostalgia. I talked to Cubby yesterday, and I was like, hey, man, what are... I got the call out. I never got the follow-up call out. I said, yeah, what's the deal? He said, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You got to test the weight, blah, blah, blah maybe it'll happen i mean if i fight now in 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 2023 it would be 20 complete years as a mixed martial artist that's a little enticing i gotta be honest you know especially against a guy cub that i really respect a lot uh that would be really cool but you know you never know what's gonna happen i don't have to fight i don't think he has to fight either so yeah maybe we'll make that happen you're grappling sunday right uh i think so yeah there yeah, go. we're gonna weigh in and, and make sure we get all that squared away tomorrow. All right, UFC Fight Pass invitation. Yeah. Check out your Faber. That's right. Representing A One Combat, right? That's right. A One Combat. Uh, if you're looking for a fight, you want to get your, uh, uh, you know, a real feel at a top promotion, on your way to the to the big goal. We'd love to have you. Hit up the matchmaker.com, Chad Shepard.
2: There you go. Uriah Faber, everybody. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the week, man. You
6: got
1: it.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast
10: Network.
1: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, The Future of Work.